welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade story set in and around Phoenix, Arizona. And we will be diving into our second episode this evening. And we're going to start with our Malkavian, Jeffy. So, Jeffy, you spent your previous evening uh, at the Hotel Bella Muerte, uh, running the bar pretty much most of the night. Uh, you heard some gossip, uh, kind of hanging with your coterie. You had an encounter early in the evening with, uh, with a white uh, after kind of being run off from the trailer park uh, by an angry, drunken mama. And so, Jeffy, where do you go? How do you, when you wind down your evening, you finish up? Dawn is coming, you return to the trailer park, presumably, or do you sometimes go elsewhere? Jeffy really likes music, so if there's any, like, late-night music spots around, he usually tries to give Mama, like, enough time to wind herself down, and so, like, yeah, he'd probably go, you know, some little rock club or, like, just a a real hole-in-the-wall kind of place, but, like, somewhere he can go to listen to some music and, like, you know, kind of be amongst people, which he does enjoy despite everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Jeffy, you know, probably around this time, there's there's not a whole lot of clubs still running, uh, but you you know some house parties. Uh, you know some DJs, you know some bands in the area, uh, and you know the house parties that are always running till right up till dawn, sometimes just a little yeah. bit past. So do you think Jeffy cuts it close some evenings, getting it back? getting back Probably. to the trailer park you think he's like Probably. racing racing the sunrise some nights yeah i feel like especially if he like finds a party with some of his juggalo friends like they kind of they kind of get into it <laughs> and then he ends up being like oh shit i gotta go mm-hmm. and so he you know he, yeah Has, do you think jeffy's ever found himself in a situation where uh where he hasn't had time to go where he's had to like maybe crash at someone else's house and, and, and be like no questions asked yeah just hope for the best yeah <laughs> I think he'd try to avoid it, but, you know, it makes for a good story if maybe that has happened once or twice, so I'm down with it. Just a question, you know? Yeah, but, I like uh, that. But let's get back to, to the previous night. Uh, and how would Jeffy have wound down after that? It wasn't, I mean, maybe the white situation. Was, was that stressful for Jeffy, you know? Very much that? so. Very mm-hmm. much so. I think that night he'd rather be kind of by himself, so he'd probably drive around in the El Camino just until it's like shit feeling like the day sleep that he heads home you know cleans up after mama does all the locks in his back room and then you know goes down for the day sleep goes down for the day sleep and you do in fact awaken the next evening so make a rouse check for us please so what is your hunger starting out before you rouse starting at two and I do not get hungrier. All right. So you awaken again to hunger. You can eat. You're, you're a little peckish. Yeah. Uh, not overwhelmingly so. And, you know, the, the same thing. He, uh, you know, opens up the floor panel, fixes his hair, probably changes into a new outfit that is largely identical to his old outfit. Yeah. Unless can it's, you, you know, can you describe Jeffy again visually for us? It's still early in the chronicles. So let's let's start solidifying, you know, kind of yeah, totally. Minds. So Jeffy is, you know, about five nine, five ten, probably somewhere right in between, average height guy. Uh, long shoulder length hair pulled back into a ponytail, except for like you know wispy bits that fall down the front. Um, kind of a scruffy, call it like one day old beard. Um, 
tall, thin, kind of lanky build. Uh, he tends to wear a tank top normally uh, because Arizona is very hot, uh, unless it's, you know, like a chilly night and sometimes he'll throw on, you know, uh, like a like a Dickies, you know, those Dickies jackets, like workman's jackets. Though, of course, as, as one of the kindred, you don't particularly feel the hot or cold, not the way mortals do, but keeping up appearances is good for them. And also day. probably out of habit, you know, he hasn't been yeah. kindred all that long, so he's still kind of like attached to these trappings of, you know, his prior Clinging life. to his humanity, if you will. You may say that, that is an accurate statement. Um, and so, you know, uh, he usually wears cargo shorts as well, uh, with, um, AstroTurf slides are his shoe of choice. Um, and so, you know, he, he changes into that outfit, you know, fixes his ponytail, uh, cause his hair is typically pulled back in a ponytail, mm-hmm. uh, puts his slides on, undoes the several locks to the back room. And just like every night, you okay out there, mama? Is that you, Jeffy, sleeping all day again? Mama, how many times we got to go over this? I work nights. I got to sleep during the day. You ain't working no nights, boy. You ain't got no job. Mama, it's the hotel. How many times I got to tell you? They got me in the oh, bar Oh, that restaurant. hotel, that hotel. You can already tell that she's been drinking. Yeah. Evening. She's already a couple of cocktails in. All right, Mama. Well, you got all your food and your snacks tonight. I got I got errands to run, so I'm going to just head out, all right? Now, you go on. Get out of here, boy. Just like you're no good daddy. Yes, Mama. You're you're right. You're 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 so right, Mama. My daddy. Mm-hmm. And don't you come back here tonight, Mama. I gotta sleep. I'm locking that door, boy. I'm kicking you out. You ain't welcome here, Mama. Who's gonna bring you your food? You can't get out of that couch. I'll get that nice little neighbor boy run my errands, Mama. No, no good son of mine. Mama, you just relax. Don't forget to get your steps in. I, I gotta get out of here. I, I, I'll talk to you later. And then he, he, and then he leaves. Yeah. Maybe she goes to say something else. Maybe not. Doesn't Jeffy matter. Jeffy is out the door. And similarly as every night, you know, he's been kind of hunched over uh, as he exits. And you see him kind of come into his own as he's out of the trailer door. Uh, head to the El Camino. The same, you know, takes three tries to get it to turn over. He has to bonk the uh, the dashboard to finally get it to go. And um, yeah, I guess is it uh, is it time for work? Like, should I head to the hotel or can I kill some time? Uh, that's really up to you. Um, I don't think Eloise gave you any pressing business uh, to be involved in. I think you you probably got the idea that she had her hands full with other things that. Perhaps it's best not to inquire into. Um, so it's it's really up to you. Um, at some point, you should check in, but you don't need to immediately go there if there's another errand you have in mind. Well, um, Jeffy is frightened of his beast and would like to, if he's got any hunger that's not, you know, one hunger, he, he likes to quickly take care of that. So I think we're doing a, mall, a Walmart run tonight. All right, so we're going to head back to Walmart again. Not for Mama this time, but for Not Jeff. for Mama. All and right. so this time, instead of driving by the sort of busted, flickering, uh, you know, street lamp in the, in the big Walmart parking lot, um, he pulls right up under it, a darker area of the, uh, of the lot. And, um, yeah, and he, he heads in. 
to find his mark. All right, so you head through the doors of the Walmart Supercenter. This is this place is massive. Uh, as yeah. soon as you go in, it's it's just a football field length space of fluorescent lights, clothing racks, grocery section, all kinds of goods, and people. People crowding the aisles, pushing carts, whole families, men, women, children running through the store, lines at the registers, and you can smell the blood pumping in each of them. That's all you're here for tonight, Jeffy. Right. Um, and I think because he does intend to uh, interact with someone that I'd, I'm going to rouse the blood because he knows he's going to eat too in case it fails. He's going to blush of life. Uh, yeah, blush of life. Uh, so I rolled a seven. So all still right. too hunger, but now so Jeffy you, breathes. Yes, and, so uh, you, to all appearances, appear to be mortal. So uh, he's looking for, he does have a feeding, a prey exclusion, uh, which we've discussed in the past. Um, and as such, he's looking for probably somebody riding a rascal, um, an individual of um, larger than average girth. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jeffy, roll for me your wits and your awareness to see if you can track down such an individual. That's a pretty good roll for me with two hungries. Seven dice. So we're looking at three successes. Three successes is enough. So prowling through the aisles of the Walmart, looking for your intended victim. Maybe that one's close enough. No, no, no. You, you know someone better. More savory. A more savory mortal morsel, if you will. <laughs> and finally, uh, you track back to the electronics section. And you see parked there, staring up at the biggest big screen TV you've ever seen. An older gentleman. Looks like he's lived a very satisfied life from his girth. And he's not really paying attention. He seems to be watching the movie that they have playing on the TV. What is your what is your approach, Jeffy? How do you how do you like to isolate your victims? How do you like to go in for the, the bite? So now that I've found my preferred target, I'm going to appear as if I'm browsing the aisles and just clock this guy until he leaves the store. Did uh, you perhaps he, do you grab a basket when you go in? So you absolutely, just he, absolutely, more? and there's stuff in it too. Like I'll probably end up abandoning it in an aisle at some point. But for all for all outside, um, you know, observers, it does appear that I'm here shopping. Um, and I'm going to wait until he checks out and then try to clock time my exit with him because he's a bigger guy and just be like, if, if, if am I successful in this sort of yeah, ruse? Yeah, absolutely. Now that you found him, you can, you can kind of track him through the store. There's enough of a crowd that you can uh, keep your distance enough, but he, he's visible enough that you can keep up with him. And so what Jeffy does is as they're kind of walking out the door together, he notices, you know, whatever his rascal's piled up with his you know his, whatever he purchased and jeffy's gonna go like 
Oh, oh well, hello. Um, hey there, Mister. You need a little help with that stuff? I can, I can carry it for you if it, uh, if you know, if you want some help. Roll for me your charisma or your manipulation, whichever is higher, plus your persuasion. Okay, it's a five dice pool. Still at two hunger. I'm using manipulation. That's just two successes. Just two successes. All right. Um, he kind of waves you off as you go to help him. Oh, no thanks there, young fella. I, I got it. I'm still strong. So and I think he... Jeppy's beast kind of rises a little bit, but he just goes, all right, well, you have a, you have a good night there. And, um, you know, as plan A has failed, he's going to wait for him to be kind of like vulnerable, getting out of his rascal into the car. I do have silence of death, so he won't hear me coming. Right. Uh, and... I'm just gonna. So, having if... tried the friendly approach, exactly, you will, you're you're ready to just kind of get the drop on him. Yes. So he he rascals off, scoots off into the parking lot towards his uh, his SUV that you see him kind of pull up to the back of. He gets off of the rascal. You're creeping right up behind him. Roll for me your dexterity plus your stealth. I'm going to rouse the blood again, since he's still only at two. Uh, I do get hungrier. I'm now at All three. All right, so your hunger, your hunger does rise a little bit as you get it in close. And you can smell the vitae. I like that narrative. Blood within too. him. There we go. Four successes. Four successes. Although there's a beach on the table if it's not enough. <laughs> the four successes is enough. You creep okay. up right behind him as he is loading his goods into the back of his SUV. You take a quick glance around. There is no one else in sight. This deep out in the parking lot, there's no good coverage from the security cameras. You're kind of shielded by the the back of his SUV as it's open anyway. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. It, if you will. And you go in for the bite and he doesn't even see it coming. And he succumbs to the bliss of the vampire's kiss. And you take two. I take two. Jeffy right. tries not to kill. Yeah, yeah. So that is enough to slake your hunger back down to one. And you lick the wound close. And he just kind of falls back onto the seat of his rascal. And he doesn't seem to be much aware of what's going on around him. He just kind of has a blissful, a blissfully blank expression on his face. And yeah, Jeff heads back to his car. All right. Very successful. So did you buy the things that were in your, your basket because you were pretending to like check out and tie yourself with him? Yeah, I think so. And so, the so what is that what is Jeffy? Yeah, yeah. What does Jeffy leave with? So I think there's probably like batteries and uh, you know just kind of that. Wait, kind what of size stuff. batteries? What size batteries? Uh, we've got double A's for the TV remote, and mm -hmm. we've got D batteries for like the flashlight that Jeffy uses sometimes when he has to like work up on the trailer at night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, batteries and maybe like, um, hmm. 
some like snacks that he's not going to eat, but he knows mom is going to eat uh, and a monster energy drink. Oh, and he also saw that like they had uh, big money rustlers on sale in the bargain bin. And so he's like, oh, yeah. oh sweet. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he picked that up uh, for the audience. Uh, big money rustlers is the insane clown posse Western film. Um, yeah. That's what Jeffy buys at Walmart. All right. Very good. And so with that, Jeffy, uh, do you have any other errands or from here is Jeffy headed towards the the hotel? I did have a thing that I wanted to do, but uh, since we don't have Shep today, um, I'll save that for another session. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So let's go over to Melinda Hart. And just kind of a quick recap on Melinda. Uh, when you showed up to the hotel to kind of start your evening. You found the whole coterie joined together uh, this time. Um, Jeffy had kind of an interesting encounter earlier in the night. And hearing a little bit about all of that, you set up shop um, to, to see if you would could take in any clients for the evening. And with that, you had a pretty interesting encounter with a fellow kindred. Uh, named Rochelle Giovanni. And she was less interested in your tarot card reading or crystal balls or any kind of fortune telling you might do, and a little more interested in what might be a magical partnership. Uh, In particular, she was having some trouble finding some ceremonial reagents, and she was hoping you might be able to help her. So with that being said, and then then Melinda um, was brought into the, the uh, Eloise's little adventure of the evening, which is um, there is a child currently I'm... being housed at the Hotel Bella Muerte who knows about the existence of vampires and who may know some very specific things that might be dangerous to certain kindred in another domain, not, not here in Phoenix. I got stuck with babysitting. <laughs> all right so uh so melinda you you of course the the dawn came at a certain point of the evening and you were forced to return to your haven for the day sleep do you return to your haven for the day sleep or do you do you maintain um a, a room at the hotel that you can crash in no i went back no. to my haven mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right so how how is melinda feeling about kind of all of this as she as she heads back to her haven the sun is coming up not imminently you you know the time you're not in any danger or anything like that you've got plenty of time to get home um so she's confused she's uh still trying to figure out why eloise thought of her um to take care of this child and also, she's wondering how is this child still alive when they know of the existence of vampires. Um, she thinks that she must be kind of important if there's this sort of, you know, they're going to this like so much trouble to keep her alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so she's just gonna get information and then go from there. <laughs> and how is she feeling about her meeting with uh, with Ms. Giovanni? Um, so with that, she 
she's handling as any other business she's ever done before. She's not thinking too much about it. Of course, she's going to take some precautions and, um, you know, not think that, oh, yeah, she just wants my help with certain things. She knows there's something that's probably going to be connected to to that favor, but um, she would not worry about that until she is ready to give Miss Giovanni her stuff. <laughs> so at least willing to hear her out. Exactly. Yeah. Again, like Melinda is a person that, yes, yeah, she's careful. She will protect those she cares about, but she's not going to start any like fights or think that someone is out to get her unless, you know, there's like actual proof mm -hmm. um, of it. Yeah. All right, so with those events kind of playing out in your head, you return to your haven, which is kind of, a, a, again, a little a small, like, Adobe home, is that right? Yes! Like, very bright orange, everything about it is very bright orange. <laughs> yes, everything inside, and then the inside, there's, like, every room doesn't have a door, it's just, like, those beads, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, different colors, um, yeah, she just likes to have everything colorful and full of life because she's she loves that. So, <laughs> and so, what is uh, what does Melinda's day sleep room look like? Like, where does she pass the, the daylight hours? Um. So for her room, actually, instead of keeping it orange, oh, because one thing I mentioned before is like Melinda's, uh. Yeah, walls and decorations are full of color, but her furniture is all white. Um, so for her to center herself. Um, but her uh, day sleep room is going to be a... Um, what is this color? Uh, like a... Like a beige, right? Like it's a... Yeah, so it's calming and then the the curtains will be like gray to make sure you know because it has to be special curtains to keep the the sun out um is it, is it like a meditation chamber perhaps like less yes. like a bedroom like some some kindred might choose to sleep in you know what's essentially like a human bedroom but this is perhaps more like a meditation chamber yes exactly i think only there's one small uh window just um, but yeah, it's, it's a meditation room, and then um, she just has like a one small mattress mm -hmm. where she s sleeps during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a reminder, you know, for Kindred, uh, comfort during the day sleep is is not a factor. I mean, you don't have to sleep on a bed or anything padded or comfortable. I mean, you can sleep in a coffin if you wanted to. Um, yeah, because it's not like you're going to toss and turn, you know. <laughs> But I feel like, so, Melinda was turned very late, kind of, well, not very late, but late-ish. You know, she's, she's like, 30, so that's not that late. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shouldn't say yeah. <laughs> Wow, um, really, like, late in life, 30 years old. I know, shut up. <laughs> I know I'm the youngest, but I'm almost there. <laughs> um. Uh, but you know, she she got used to every time it was sleep 
able to like go to a bed. So I think mm -hmm. she kind of so it's still part of her, her humanity that she kind of exactly. holds on to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she has a mattress in her meditation room. And that's where you return. Yeah. You, she you even has she even has uh from the ceiling one of those like uh what are those called? Um like a canopy. Is it a can it's like it I wouldn't say curtains, but it's kind of like a, a, oh my god, I'm gonna look like the like those beds that have the like like tent over them almost. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. that's um. I think yeah, I think it's a canopy. Is what you're talking about? Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was the name. Sorry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so you she have a, has a mattress with a canopy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Very. Cool. Um. So yeah. So that's that's her sleeping room bedroom yeah all right and then what is what is your hunger as you were going to sleep it was i think it was two let me double check uh yeah it was two all right so two hunger all right so make me a rouse check okay i'm awakening. not so you don't get hungrier mm -mm. all right so you still awaken at two hunger in your peaceful meditation room, perhaps there's music playing. Um, you know, Not like those alarm clocks that the instead of an alarm is like this the birds playing in the background. That's like what you would hear. Like that mm -hmm. would be her alarm. It's just kind of like ambient noise, <laughs> ambient mm -hmm. nature yep. sounds. <laughs> yep, I love that. All right, so you awaken in your canopy bed with the soundtrack of nature sounds playing. And how does Melinda start her evening? She's going to pick an outfit because it's very important that her outfit represents or at least channels uh, what her goals for the day or for the night is. Mm -hmm. So she's going to uh, wear all blue tonight. Blue. Um, and of course she's going to be using her crystals and she again is going to have just a simple necklace and uh, a bracelet with these blue crystals because you know the blue crystals represent clarity and communication mm -hmm. which is something that she's trying to gain with this whole babysitting gig that eloise has dragged her into <laughs> um you so, also have a second meeting with Rochelle Giovanni tonight. She's going to bring by her exactly. list of things that she's looking for. So she wants to be prepared. She wants to be surrounded by that energy. And she she wants to, you know, be have the strength to speak the truth and have the honesty. So that's how Melinda is preparing herself. And remind us again, what does Melinda look like? Like physically... How tall is she? He has what? very bright red, uh, red, red hair. Mm -hmm. um, and then her eyes are very pale, silvery. Kind of. I think I mentioned that it was kind of haunting when she looked at you. Mm -hmm. Kind of scary. Mm -hmm. um, she's not that. She's like 5'9", five 5'10". Five um, uh, she light skin. Um, yeah, and she's always wearing like a tunic type of 
outfit she she try to keep um that what else did i say last time i don't want to give too much away and she's always wearing her crystals mm, um, the crystals flowy the crystals skirts perhaps yes um but sometimes she kind of match like switches to just like wearing like a maybe long dress or the tunic um it depends on how she's she's feeling <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so she once she gets dressed, I think um, the first thing she wants to go get is something for the kid. Um, uh, maybe like a change of clothes and. Um, wait, wait, wait! Do you also go to Walmart? I was going to say that I go to Walmart. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's maybe rope you into this because I think I think definitely if if. Um, if Melinda's going to Walmart, obviously she runs into Jeffy there. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. So, so Melinda, again, remind us what uh, what kind of vehicle do you drive? What kind of car does Melinda have? I have a scooter. I don't have a you car. You have a scooter. Yeah, that's right. You have a scooter. <laughs> do you wear one of those like quintessential, you know, scooter dude girl helmets? You know, the big bulbous helmet. Yeah, I need to be safe. And the scooter matches my outfit. So it's going to be a blue scooter with a blue. <laughs> so you just have like a few, di like several different scooters that like match your outfits, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, right? They're just like yeah. parked. I just imagine they're like parked in like a rainbow row outside of your little Adobe house. <laughs> it's very cute, probably. <laughs> I feel like I would maybe not out. I, I wouldn't keep them in the front. I would keep them in the back, you know, to protect, mm -hmm. like keep them safe. And then mm -hmm. I just do 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 do. Um, and then my helmet has like an M, um, <laughs> in silver, like mm -hmm. like in cursive. <laughs> nice. now, now remind me, do you have any dots of fame? You have you have a dot of fame, don't you? You're like a little bit famous for being like a new agey, like. I, yes, I have one. For fame, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you know, mortals know you. They know my shop. Yeah. I, they know I your shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're social media famous. Exactly. All right. So hopping on your blue scooter. I imagine it's one of those like blue paint jobs. You know, it's not just like a, a blue, it's like sparkle blue. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> and you head to Walmart. Pretty much <laughs> right away. So you'll definitely run into Jeffy. In fact, I think Melinda pulling into the parking lot, the first thing you notice is the, the busted um, streetlight out in the parking lot with the very familiar, also busted El Camino parked under it. You know, Jeffy's <laughs> here. Jeffy's here somewhere. <laughs> Ooh, I get. Oh, wait, that's not Melinda's voice. Um, <clears throat> wait, let me let me find it. Let me find it. Oh, I'll get to see Jeffy tonight. That's wonderful. <laughs> so you pull in and park your scooter, head inside the Walmart, grabbing a basket along the way. And you're looking for kids' clothes. 
Yeah, but probably I don't know this kid's size, so I'll maybe get something way too big. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. How old is this kid? Do do um, would like I have around known? around ten around ten years old. Um. So I think Melinda is like I think this kid likes princess stuff. So maybe like a like a t-shirt with a tiara on it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then some like pants and jeans, like maybe some shorts. Cause it's, you know, Arizona after all. So it's probably hot. Um, and then I try to get something like a, something to eat. That's, I don't know, like a lunchable, I think. Melinda's like walking around. Just like a to... single lunchable. One single lunchable. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know, like... like a week or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I'm like, yeah, this this has like six slices of ham. That's like six days. <laughs> no, but Melinda would know what a lunchable is. So maybe she gets like a lunchable and then like the pizza lunchables and then like milk because she thinks that milk is important for a growing kid <laughs> um and then yeah so that's those are the things and maybe like a barbie doll <laughs> so as you're going around gathering your things for the kid you spot jeffy at this point he's uh he's stalking a uh a man through the, the frozen foods as you're going for the milk. Uh, and you just kind of pass each other in the aisle, almost like, like humans would out grocery shopping. Oh, Jeffy, hi, how are you? See him, like, kind of take a double take and then, like, look you up once over and then kind of clock what your, your that it's your voice and be like, oh, 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 Miss Melinda, how you doing? What are you doing at the Walmart tonight? I just had to buy some stuff. What What are you doing here? Did Did Eloise send you? Nah, I'm just here, you know, grabbing a bite. And he's like, he's got, you know, frozen fish fingers in his hand, but you see his eyes, like, dart over to the guy that he's stalking. <laughs> you know, just grabbing a bite to eat. Um, Awful, uh, pardon my... my you know, imposing, but awful strange stuff you got there. Those, uh, those pants don't look like they're your size. Um, just for my... Jeffy and Melinda are very close, right? Like, they trust each other and everything. Right, um, like, we You've been part of the same coterie for about oh, a year. Yeah. Um, whatever your individual relationship, that's what you guys, guys get to decide right now. But yeah. if you would like, uh, if you would like for Jeffy and Melinda to be close, I think Jeffy would not object me, to that. <laughs> let me put it this way for you: uh, Jeffy's been trying to get on everyone's good side, literally as hard as he can since you met him. Mm -hmm. He's a people pleaser. I, I think uh, Melinda would like Jeffy because she keeps giving you crystals. <laughs> yeah. And he Do keeps like, them. He doesn't throw them away. He puts them in a drawer. In a but drawer? He does he have? Wait, I was gonna say, does he have them in his cargo pants? <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. A couple at least. It's like the oh last time he wore these pants, she gave him some, and then they went through the wash, and they're still in there with like some, you know, uh, like destroyed receipts and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so yeah, I think Melinda... I th Melinda will trust Jeffy enough to, like, mention this. So, as, as, as you ask her... Um, well, have you talked to Eloise lately? Oh, no, I, uh, we didn't, um, we didn't really see each other last night after, you know, after work. Um, so I haven't talked to her, um, uh, you know, I'm going by the hotel later, so I figured probably, probably talk then. I got stuck into babysitting. Like, this kid? I, yeah. Oh. This is for her. Oh, do we have a, a new, uh, new visitor to the hotel? Like, a like a new, uh. A new kindred? Uh, Melinda is going to look around. It's a human. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Good one, Miss Melinda. That's a good one. You got me this time. Melinda's going to give you a look of like, do you think I'm joking? No. Wait, Miss Miss Eloise? And but but I thought that she like. Wait a minute. But, 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 why? Gather your thoughts. You're right. Come on some clarity. Let's, let's start again. Oh, uh, two seconds. Uh, can you walk with me? Because I, I gotta keep an eye on this. Um. <laughs> Do you and see, like, the like, rascal pulling away? Yeah. <laughs> I start walking with you. So, here, listen. Last thing I know is that Eloise told me to take care of this kid. Apparently, survived? Knows about us? I don't know. Something's very strange. Oh, well, I mean, Miss Eloise must have her reasons. You know, she's, uh, well, she's a little bit higher in the tower than we are. So who knows, you know, she's probably, probably just, you know, do whatever she says. It'll be all right. You need any help? I got some, uh, I got some beef jerky. Do, do they like beef jerky? Think it'll be fine with what I got, but thank you. I think you have some business you need to take care of, so move along. I'll, I'll see you at the hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. You um, you have a good, you know, rest of your shopping trip, and I'll just I'll see you over there. Yes, I'm in room one thirty-seven with the kid. Oh, I, I thought. Oh, oh, not your room, B seventeen, one thirty-seven. Got it. I'll come, I'll come check in on you, uh, uh, when I get to work. See you later. Remember, be careful. Oh, you know me, I'm, uh, I'm always careful. You know what they say, Jeffy, most careful guy out there. Melinda is going to laugh and then walk away and wave at you. And he waves back. We just look like two regular old humans shopping in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I love the visual of that, of you guys, like, walking through the aisle, like, behind, like, it's respectable distance behind this rascal, just having this conversation, but Jeffy, you're keeping your eye on the blood the whole time. I mean, if anything, it's some top-notch masquerade preservation on our part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truly. Yeah. All right, so Melinda, you've purchased your goods. You load them into the little... I imagine you have one of those little, like, trunk basket things in the back of your scooter. Oh, yeah. The, yep, like, yep, yep. Load, load your stuff into. <laughs> and and probably... You have... Oh, sorry, yep. go ahead. Uh, no, no, please go ahead. Um, If everything doesn't fit in the back, I think I would have, like, a... Uh, like, a tote bag or something that I would, like, 
put the other stuff in. So it's like maybe you see like a Barbie sticking out of my tote bag and <laughs> yeah, the yeah, rest. That's good. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and with that, do you have any other errands that you'd like to run before you head to the hotel for the night? Um, have I gotten the list from Miss Giovanni? You have I, I think um her intention was to come by. Uh, oh, and drop in, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, last night she just wanted to see if you would be amenable to doing business, and finding out that you are, she's going to uh, bring you more detail. Okay. Um. Then no, I'll I'll head straight to the motel. Hmm. Yeah, All I right. think yeah, I'm good. Very good. And we've already checked in on Jeffy and Melinda for the evening. To kind of see how they started, see how they felt about the events of last evening. And now, what the audience really wants to know, what everybody has been waiting, bated breath, how's Eloise feeling? Eloise is feeling uneasy. Um, she's got this kid. She doesn't want to have a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she is nervous she knows that she's out of compliance in a sense um which is not a place that she likes to be unless it's completely on her own terms Mm -hmm. um and she just wants to get back to her work and focus on her work and not have to deal with this kid and the unmitigated risks associated <laughs> well, I think Eloise is probably pretty pleased as she was uh, turning in for the day sleep because it seems the foxglove did a pretty good job being the child quiet for the night. Uh, you didn't hear a peep out of them as you went to bed. Good. And remind us again what what does what does Eloise's haven? What does her particular chambers her because you stay at the hotel, right? That is your own haven. Yes. Eloise has a hotel room, motel room, that she um, has been staying in for quite a while and has made a little home um, out of it. And it's full of ticky-tacky, nicky-nackies and um, a lot of doilies, a lot of the types of crafts that you're like, kooky but very fastidious aunt would have. Is, is um, that like little precious moments figurines and things like that? Like yeah. little Hummel figurines? <laughs> yes. She has very uh, particular tastes but terrible objectively terrible tastes. <laughs> um, and it like smells like a mix of like potpourri and dust even though she can't smell. Because <laughs> no matter how hard she tries, she's a frumpy, lumpy monster. <laughs> Little old lady monster. <laughs> yeah. All right. And what is your current hunger? Oh, that's a good before question. Before we make a rouse check, I think it's two. Two seems to be a popular place to be leaving. This is a pretty controlled. Uh, group when it comes to hunger. <laughs> yeah, really. 
Um, Eloise is at two hunger. Two hunger. All right. So make a rouse check to awaken the next evening. Okay. Let's see if you get hungrier. Eloise gets hungrier. Ooh, Eloise awakens at three hunger. And that's probably best explained because Eloise, when you awaken expecting your quiet evening, you hear noise outside in the courtyard. Splashing in the pool. <laughs> and the shrill oh, no. sounds of a child's laughter. <sighs> Oh no. Okay. Eloise like startles awake and is just like what? What's going on? And like first kind of quickly looks in the mirror. Can wait, can vampires see themselves in the mirror? Yes, yes. Okay, Lasabra yeah. Lasabra have problems not with Lasabra. that, but uh but the rest of them do not. Right, so right. you can see yourself absolutely. All right, your right, right. So and all. She kind of like looks at herself kind of quickly kind of fixes her hair and straightens out her surely she's wearing a, a really terrible nightgown with a lot of frillies on it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a 1960s grandma nightgown. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ruffles. Um, and huffs and puffs. Puts on her slippers and huffs and puffs outside to to see what that what the racket is. Before she she is probably walking past Foxglove, um, Foxglove's room, and will like pound on it, give it a passing pound, mm -hmm. and then wa continue walking out to see what the ruckus is. So yeah, you you pass on by uh, Foxglove's door, and you doesn't take you long to get to the ruckus that's happening right there in the courtyard in the swimming pool. You see Foxglove and the child. Uh, you would know her name is Molly. <laughs> and there. no, they are splashing in the pool, playing. Uh, it looks like Foxglove has procured some pool noodles and some other pool toys. Um, and she and Molly are playing in the pool together. <laughs> uh, Eloise just says, Foxglove, up here right now. <laughs> So are are you is your room on the second floor? Because this is like uh one of those like motels, like two level uh outside kind of walkway area. So it, does Eloise stay on the second floor or the first floor? First floor. Like I imagine that she walked out, like heard the splashing and walked out to to the like deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so a Fox Love immediately climbs out of the pool and kind of hurries over to you. Oh, uh, hey, Eloise, were we, were we making too much noise? Sorry. What has gotten into you? Well, it's just like, it's, it's kind of hard to keep a kid entertained all day. And I mean, I didn't think, you know, especially with the daytime, you know, that it would um, hurt anything. Are you mad? I told you, I had one very clear instruction. What was my instruction to you? Um, be quiet. Yes, and do you think splishy splashing around is being quiet? I mean, I we're, said we're, not we're, a peep. Eloise. And there are splishes and splashes and screams and laughs. Eloise, we're, we're inside the motel. Like, like, 
We're, we're in the interior courtyard. Like, it's, it's fine. It's fine, right? This child must go undetected at all costs by anyone. Get her up into the room immediately. <sighs> all right, all right. Fine, fine. Sorry, Eloise. And Eloise kind of and like straightens up and walks back and then turns over her shoulder and says, and don't forget to hang the wet towels. <laughs> Immediately Foxglove uh, goes to tending Molly, uh, gets her out of the pool. Uh, and they are a few moments later away up the stairs and away from the pool area uh, into the room where you were housing Molly. Things are quiet. Um, um, Eloise stops and she's going to look around and kind of make sure that nobody is out and about and could have seen the child. Is there any evidence of anyone who may have observed? The place seems pretty deserted. Okay. <laughs> Foolish girl. Well, when will she learn? She kind of scoots scoots back in to her room to do her uh, morning rituals. Yeah. So you tend to your morning rituals, which again reminds us what does what does Eloise like to do before she clocks into work, if you will. She um. Like does her does her hair and her makeup and um like gets dressed up to be like what she perceives as like fancy and, and well groomed. That's very important to her. Um and then she makes herself uh, a cup of, oh yeah, she makes a cup of shitty uh coffee with like insta coffee. <laughs> Probably like those those creamers that are like overly artificially flavored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um stirs it with a silver spoon but wears a glove to stir it. <laughs> oh, and she has what is it? The, the muffins, the continental breakfast muffins. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically have yourself a little continental breakfast. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that for Eloise. And unfortunately, though, for Eloise, that breakfast doesn't do anything to slake your true hunger. So the entire time you are going about your normally calming evening rituals, there is the beast gnawing in the back of your mind. You're up to three hunger now. Yeah. Eloise, what, what time is it at this point? Uh, at this point, it's just past sunset, so I think that would be around like eight o'clock, let's say. Okay. Are there any um, potentially elderly guests who may have already kind of gone to sleep for the night? You generally like to keep one or two booked in the room at whatever cost. Okay. Tell. So certainly. So Eloise is going to go to the front desk and kind of look at the log of who's where and find the room number of one of these elderly patrons. Um, probably Mr. someone who's, who's there a lot, who she knows will yeah. be asleep. 
Um, a regular retiree who likes to travel the highway, Mr. Woodchester. Mr. Stays Woodchester. Stays here pretty frequently. You give him a very good rate. Of course. Of course. Um, so she's going to grab the, the spare key to Mr. Woodchester's room. And um, sneak, sneak up there. And um, use Silence of Death. Do I use Silence of Death? You always have it. You just don't okay. Well, it's okay. you. You do choose to use it because it kind of dampens your noise. You don't have to like constantly be silent, but it makes your footsteps silent, makes the key turning in the lock silent. And do I also use Unseen Passage? Okay, then not that. Um, so yeah, Silence of Death. Very, very silently turn the key. Mm-hmm. Darken the room. The curtains are drawn. The sun is set. Exactly. Um, you hear the very loud snoring. Mr. Winchester, he's out on the bed. Um, so she's going to slowly and quietly walk up to him. And without um, making any noise or disturbing anything... Um, sink her fangs into um, whatever appendage he might have outside of the sheets. (laughs) All right, so roll for me either your wits or your dexterity, whichever is higher, plus your stealth. Uh, Wits is three. Mm -hmm. Okay, so roll your wits plus your stealth. And then I think you have a specialty for break-ins, is that right? Break-in, I certainly right. So add plus one dice to that for your specialty. Okay. Piggy heel. Um, that's a <laughs> six. <laughs> six successes. All right. Any any crits in that? Nope. Okay. So just straight six successes. Very very good. Mr. Woodchester, just like always, does not see it coming. And Eloise, you sink your fangs into his throat as he is propped up on the pillows, passed out. And you take two? Yes. All right, so not enough to hurt him. He'll he'll be a little lightheaded probably when he wakes up, but he'll be fine otherwise. And you lick the wound closed and leave him snoring blissfully as ever. And with that, you feel much better, Eloise. The beast recedes. There's just a little, little bit of peckishness, but you can keep that in check. Good. Do you have any other business? I don't think so. Just for flavor, it's going to really um, be really hard for Eloise, as she walks out of the room, there's probably, like, clothes-strewn places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not as uh, tidy as she would like, and it takes everything out of her to not start straightening things up. <laughs> you have to resist the urge. <laughs> but you quietly close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. Lock yep. the key. 
Yeah, and then she's going to go down to um, her front desk and just start doing the, the work for the day. Yeah, just beginning, open up shop, manning the front desk, waiting perhaps for the rest of your coterie mates to show up and lend a hand that they don't always come through. They just need more training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the Jeffy, he's really an up-and-comer, but the rest of them, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, Eloise takes her station manning the front desk of the motel. And I think Jeffy is going to arrive first. Je- Jeffy is arriving. I'm on time today, right? As Jeffy comes stumbling in through the front doors, Eloise, you see him. He's looking a little disheveled, as always. Um, You would see him give kind of like... A few more, because he always kind of like when he gets in, he gives his regular like, oh, um, you, uh, hey there, Miss Eloise. Um, hey, it's me. I'm ready for work. Uh, hey, how's it going? But like you see him kind of shifting a little bit more and kind of like looking at you a little nervously. Um, Eloise is going to say. Yes, yes. Hel- Hello, Jeffy. Um, you're on time today. That's an improvement. Yeah, well, you know, I just didn't have that many errands to run. Well, the car ran tonight, you know, knock on wood, and he knocks on the clearly linoleum, like, tile of the counter. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go get Foxglove and get ready on the, uh, the prep there in the restaurant. Uh, we'll, we'll open on time tonight. <laughs> I told you it wouldn't happen again. Yes, that's right. Uh, is, uh, is everything okay? Oh, everything's just fine, Miss Eloise. Don't you worry about me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get started with work now. All right, I'll talk to you later. And then he hit, and then he heads off. Okay, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on him tonight. All right, so Jeffy, you've, uh, you've headed off to uh, go find Foxglove. Is that right? And I know where her room is. You know where her room is, yeah. Um, as you go knock on the door. There's no answer. All right, well, <laughs> hope she doesn't yell at me tonight. I don't, uh, oh, hell, I don't know what the specials are. Oh, man. All right, well, I'll just <laughs> You do go- remember before you headed off, Melinda told you what room the child was staying in. Oh, he knows. Maybe Fox Love would be there. Was he given an impression that she would be there? I mean, you would know, I think, that she's Melinda's child. So if Melinda's taking care of the kid, she's probably helping. And, and you, would know, you would know more about Foxlove. You would know that she's a thin blood. You would know that she is a day drinker so she can go out in the sunlight. Okay. And sh- she is part of our coterie. So, like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in the dark about her. Then, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. So then, yeah, Jeffy, like, knocks on Foxlove's door and he goes, oh, hell. And looks as, like, uh... Uh, is Eloise paying any attention to him right now? So you're you've gone kind of past the the it's it's kind of like um the setup is do you remember the motel in Bloodlines where they 
the yes. Anarch hole up at the end. It's kind of like that setup, but it, but in the courtyard, instead of it just being like a courtyard, there's a swimming pool there. Okay. Then, yeah, he doesn't worry about it, and he just goes, ah, oh, hell. And um, goes to room 417 um, <laughs> and knocks on the door. Uh, uh, Miss Foxglove, uh, are you in there? Uh, she parts the door just very slightly and kind of pokes her face into it. <laughs> hey, Miss Foxglove, how you doing tonight? Oh, hey, uh, hey, Jeffy. Uh, time to open the restaurant. Oh, yeah, you know, you just, you almost stabbed me last night, so I figured I, I better come get you. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't, don't do anything. Um, I'll be there in a minute. Just give me, give me like five, okay? And he, like, leans in real close. Saw Melinda today. Just let me know if you need any, like, I don't know, snacks or... Do they drink beer? <laughs> As you lean in close and say this, she just, like, takes a single finger and, like, pushes your forehead back out of the door. <laughs> and he doesn't resist. He's like, all right, understood, Miss Fox, but I'll see you down in the restaurant. <laughs> and the door closes. <laughs> oh, man. We're gonna get in so much trouble, and then he heads, and then he heads to the restaurant. <laughs> and uh, around this time, Melinda, you pull up on your scooter, unpack all your goods from Walmart. <laughs> You've got, still got the Barbie doll poking out of your bag as you rush into the motel and see Elby is sitting behind the front desk in your usual spot. I imagine always on your desk you have one of those like uh, banker lights with the like um, green dome ones. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the the old timey desk lamps. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you see Melinda rushing in carrying some Walmart bags, a Barbie doll sticking out of uh, her her backpack. And remind remind me. When we got the child, I told um, Melinda to watch the child yeah. and to not tell anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Classic. <laughs> 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 um, so. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, that's true. You said not to say anything, and then I told. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> sorry so Eloise is um, is going to just kind of straighten up and watch Melinda walk in hi Eloise how are you tonight I'm going to take care of our little problem right now so fast, Melinda. Uh, you, how are you doing tonight? Well, I went to Walmart and I got these things for the child. Um, I hope they fit. And then Melinda's taking out like the crown princess t-shirt and the jeans that may look too big for the kid. And then the Lunchables and the Barbie doll. So that's what like she's showing you. Okay. Very good, very good. These are great things for a well-behaved and quiet young lady. Didn't Foxglove keep her quiet? 
Oh, Foxglove. Uh, do you, can you tell me, Melinda, what were the instructions to you? Well, I got stuck babysitting this child, and I don't <laughs> sleep here, so I ask Foxglove. Don't bump me, Eloise. <laughs> I am doing a favor to you. Melinda, I gave you Louise. two instructions. The first one was to keep the child quiet. The second instruction was to not tell anyone. And wouldn't you guess, to my surprise, as I awoke this evening, um, I learned that not only had you told someone, you told Foxglove, who was caring for the child, but the child was out in the courtyard, in the pool, making noise. So both of my instructions, you see, were not complied with, Melinda. As you mentioned that the child was outside by the pool, Melinda will make a face of, like, she... Clearly, like, she did not say that the child was allowed to do that. So sh you might see some kind of, like, a hint of anger, but Melinda's going to try to push it down. I see. Well, listen, Eloise, it, it takes a village. Um, and um, I thought my village was uh, Foxglove, so I'm going to take care of this. Don't worry about it. Like, and Melinda's not even going to let you talk. She's going to collect everything and just walk away. I'll keep you posted as of what happens. Um, have you seen Jeffy? Jeffy is in this morning. Yes. He just came in. Or this evening. Okay. Well, great. I'll see you around, Eloise. And as I'm going to the room, do I pass Jeffy? Do I see Jeffy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you're going to uh, the, the to Molly's room, right? Yeah. Child, yeah. Mm -hmm. The girl, yeah. I thought you um, said the tamales, and I'm like... <laughs> you're going to the tamales room, right? <laughs> That's what we call the blood room here in Arizona. The tamales room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Um, yeah, so you would definitely pass, uh, pass Jeffy, because he would be leaving his conversation with Fox Club. Uh, as you're coming in, carrying all of your, your goods that you bought at Walmart. I'm going to um, say loudly, like it, loud enough for Eloise to hear this part. Hi, Jeffy. So good to see you for the first time tonight. <laughs> I imagine oh. Eloise just like mentally makes a tick mark for that. <laughs> <laughs> Eloise, Eloise, as she's walking away, she, she shakes her head and says to herself, now, delegation is an important aspect of management, but I think both of us learned an important lesson about delegation tonight. You can only delegate to one that is capable of carrying out the task. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say that you would also hear Jeffy be like, oh, what do you mean, Miss Eloise? I saw Walmart just four or five minutes ago. <laughs> and then Eloise is just shaking her head at this point. And you're overhearing, right? You're not like, you're not like here. You just yeah, yeah, this is, I imagine this, this is like as Melinda is walking out into the courtyard to go up to the room. 
Um, she's saying this to you as you're coming down the stairs. Yeah. I, I helped you pick out that Barbie doll, remember? Oh, Jeffy. Oh, we make sure that Foxglove gets down to the yes, restaurant. Yes. I don't want her to stab me. Stop talking, Jeffy. Just Oh, oh I'm sorry, Miss Melinda. Okay. Did I do something wrong? Yeah, but I also did something wrong. Well, you know, you know what they say, you know, two wrongs can't make a right. So why don't we just do our best job tonight to be as good at our jobs as we can? How about that? Oh, Jeffy. Oh, it's so positive. I love it. Here's a crystal for you. Today's blue. Thank you, Miss Melinda. That's a real pretty one. And then he puts it in his pocket. I'll go back and I'll and, it. And then I'm going to walk towards the room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, Melinda, uh, you head upstairs to the room. 477B or whatever. Wasn't 136? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a funny running gag if the room numbers are just fucking random every time. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, that's kind of what we've been doing the whole run, so I think we should stick with it. <laughs> I'm going to look around, and since I'm a little bit annoyed because, you know, Fox Club did not follow my instructions, I'm going to, like, re like not, not too hard, but, like, I'm angry. So, like, as, 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 as hard as Melinda can to not to show anger. So it's probably like a soft knock, honestly. <laughs> so as you knock, you hear uh, Foxwood's voice from the other side of the door. Jeffy, I said I'll be down in a minute. I'm not going to open the door. <laughs> All right. Um, you find the door is locked. Don't I have, like, a master key? Do you have a master key? Eloise, would you have given anybody else in the Coterie a master key? Nobody else in the Coterie has earned it. So, no, you don't have a master key. Oh, oh. Okay. So, she probably Wait. gives you one as needed. Yeah, I thought Eloise gave me a key for this room when she told me about the kid. Or maybe I'm misremembering this. Like, when I first saw the kid, I thought I actually barged into the... No! Was I? I don't know. I think because you were with... She would have given you a room key for the kid's room. But yeah. you don't have, like, a master key to every room. Although, if you're cleaning... But does she just borrow the one that like you keep at the front desk, and then like she has yeah. to return it to you? You know, surely there's like a log system in place <laughs> so she yeah. goes back and make sure exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got to sign it out. You got to sign it back in. If you don't yeah. sign it back in, Eloise is coming for you. That's it, the system. That sounds too complicated. So as I hear Foxglove say that, I'm just going to hit the door harder. Yeah, the door opens <laughs> and you see Foxglove standing on the other side. I'm not going to let her talk. I'm just going to barge in. <laughs> yeah, you see uh, you see Molly sitting on the bed wearing an oversized t-shirt. Her hair is still a little wet. The pool. <laughs> hey, Molly. How are you doing tonight? 
Oh, um, hey, hey, Miss Melinda. Um, I had a really fun day with Fox Glove. We we went swimming, and she got me some new clothes at Walmart. You went swimming? Oh, that seems to be outside of the room that I specifically said that you couldn't leave. Right, uh, Fox Glove? You see, as soon as you kind of take that tone, Molly kind of looks a little uncomfortable and foxglove immediately rushes to your side i was i was with her the whole time melinda it was it was totally cool we were we were fine we were just in the pool here in the I courtyard don't i don't care if you were with her the whole time i gave you specific instruction and then you disobey me and then you know what's the worst part of it all eloise screamed at me Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry Eloise screamed at you. I can talk to her if you want. Oh, I don't want you to talk to anybody. I want you to stay quiet, keep this child inside, and follow my instructions, Foxglove. Look, I understand that we have to I keep this kid secret. I don't want any excuses. No. You have work to do tonight, right? The restaurant is waiting. I'll take care of the child. She's just going to stare at you, but it's a hard stare. If you think you're up to it, Melinda, you're right. I got work to do. And she kind of pushes past you as she leaves the room. I'm going to go look in the bag for the stuff that I bought Molly. I also bought you some stuff at Walmart. Do you like Barbie dolls? I, I think this is what people are using now. <laughs> She'll take the Barbie and open it and start playing with it. Oh, uh, thanks, Miss Melinda. I also brought you some food. Have you eaten today? We had lunch a little while ago, but I could, I could eat again. And if you're offering a Lunchable, she'll, she'll take it again. And then you can see how, like, Melinda's, um, like, behavior has changed completely. Like, she was mad at Foxglove, but now she's, like, back to her calm self and trying to, like, connect to this child right now. Um, so, Molly, I apologize that you had to see me uh, talk to Foxglove that way. I don't tend to do that a lot. Uh, it's it's okay. We all get mad sometimes. You know, I was put in charge of your safety. So you understand how worried I would get if something would have happened to you, right? Yeah, are are you like are you like the police? Oh, child, no. <laughs> Not even close. What happened to, to my dad? Before I answer that question, would you mind answering one question that I have first? I guess that seems fair. How did you get here? Uh, 
Mr. Rook brought me in his car. Uh, he was a friend of my dad's. There was some trouble. Um, they they attacked my dad, not not with their guns, but with their hands, claws, and they were biting him. They were they were vampires. They were drinking his blood. Does that mean my dad's a vampire now, too? Let's not worry about that now, child. I'm more curious to hear about how you got out of there. Did they see you? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I screamed. But then Mr. Rook was there, just out of the shadows. and He grabbed me, and we were in his car, and we were driving really, really fast. And then, the, then we were here. He left his dog to, to fight him off. I think that's why Mr. Rook had to go back. He left his dog. You said his dog? Yeah, it was big. It was really big. Well, child, um, to answer your question, I don't know why your dad died or how it, you got involved in all of this. But I promise you, I'll find out, and I'll make sure that you know. She just looks down to the Lunchable and continues quietly eating it. I say something before I go. I have to go talk to Eloise. But I want to say something to you. She looks up at you. And then Melinda is going to have a face. Uh, Melinda right now hearing her Molly's story is she's going to feel a little bit protective. Like this is a like a mother's in instinct. Um, she's going to kneel down to have to be at eye level with Molly. I know we've just met. But you can trust me. I will protect you, and if I'm harsh at times, it's because I may know a little bit more than you. So please trust that when I say stay inside, that is the best option for you. As you kneel down and look her in the eyes and say these words, she drops the Lunchable and just launches herself at you and hugs you around the neck. M Melinda is going to be a little shocked and then she's going to put one hand around Molly and it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's nice, thanks. And then you want to go speak to Eloise? Yeah. Um, 
And I, I well, Melinda, before Melinda leaves, she's going to tell Molly to change into the clothes that she bought, to take a nap, you know, and she'll be back or something to rest. Maybe watch some cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have a TV in there, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go to find Eloise at her desk at her station. Hello, Eloise. Melinda. How's the child? She's good. I had a conversation with Foxgloves as well. Good. And you, uh... Did you get her in line? It takes a lot to keep Foxglove in line, but... I told her that she should follow my instructions. Very good, very good child. That's excellent advice. And hopefully advice that you take as well. (laughs) Oh, Eloise. Actually, I have a question for you. Can we talk privately, though? And I'm going to... Uh, point at my studio to see if we can go there. Um, Eloise is going to lead you into the uh, break room. Wait, where is the break room? Okay. It's I think like behind the, the front desk, like... right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Melinda's just going to roll her eyes. <laughs> And then pretend to take a deep breath and then walk to the break room. And Eloise is is going to say, please, please sit down and like put some snacks. She probably has some like cookies or something in there. And it's like those horrible plastic, like elementary school chairs, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Eloise. Um. I had a talk with the child. You talk? How did she get here, Eloise? That is none of your concern. Uh, I will worry about the logistics. Your job is to keep her quiet. You mean to tell me that I don't have to worry about Mr. Rook? I don't know who you're talking about. Do I... Wait. Do I get that she's lying? She lies! Eloise is not trying to be... To, like, hide that it's a lie. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you know, the man that brought this kid yesterday talked to you? Linda, I want you to be very careful about the questions you're asking, you see. I'm not withholding information to be mean, although there is a chain of command and there is something to be said about that, but it's also for your protection, my dear. The less you know, 
the better off you'll be. Trust me on this one. Melinda's going to lean back in her chair, take one of her crystals, the blue crystals out, and put it in the center of the table where they're sitting. I understand that you don't have to share everything with me. But if I'm going to be involved in this, I want to know what I'm dealing with. It's not fair of you to ask me to put myself in danger and not share details. And she's going to like turn the crystal so the crystal kind of like does a tiny dee -dee 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 in the middle. <laughs> Eloise is going to give you a like very patronizing smile and say I understand that it's frustrating to be in the dark, but until you work your way up to assistant manager, there are just some things that I'm going to have to deal with on my own. You have to earn that trust, Melinda. You have to earn it. I think Melinda is going to have the same reaction I did, just like in shock. Like... <laughs> <laughs> jaw dropped and, and then Eloise is gonna now shift the conversation and say now tell me when you, went, when you went to Walmart to fetch these food items and toys for the child uh, is there anything else uh, of interest that happened there anyone that you happen to run into Melinda's going to give a, a, a small smile to Eloise. You see, Eloise, I know it's frustrating to be kept in the dark, but sometimes I keep details for your own safety. Have a wonderful night. And I'm just going to walk out and then go to my studio. <laughs> Before she walks out, is that a provocation? Ooh, I think it is. I think it is. So roll <laughs> for me. Okay. I did, okay. <laughs> All right, so you're going to roll your willpower plus two. Okay, that's six. All right, six is enough to keep your beast in check as for a moment you, you feel the fury rising up within you, Eloise, but you are a dignified lady and you can keep control of yourself. Okay. Then Eloise is just going to stand up abruptly and like probably cross her arms and just glare at Melinda as she walks out. Mm -hmm. Intimidatingly. Intimidatingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've crossed Eloise, Melinda, and you know it. You feel that glare as you leave. That's at least two demerits on Eloise's employee chart. <laughs> <sighs> You're not going to be employee of the month, Melinda. <laughs> It's gonna be Jeffy again. <laughs> just like just like every month. <laughs> perfect. There's like a wall and it's just pictures of Jeffy. It's for just like Jeffy. January, February, March. <laughs> Would Foxglove be at least one month? Like maybe like a random month. Suddenly it's like a Foxglove picture, but it's like a we don't know it's how October that. October because she gets really into Halloween. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> 
And she was probably embarrassed about it, so that made her be, like, worse at work on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got a little too into it one time for a Halloween party you guys were throwing in the, the restaurant and, and got employee of the month, and she was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Quite impressed, quite impressed by your initiative. Keep that up and you'll be an assistant editor in no time. She's like, fuck that. <laughs> She's like, nope, nope, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, All right, yeah. So Linda, you storm out and head to your studio. Yeah, I'm going um, to... Okay, no, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, Jeffy, Jeffy, you're in the, the restaurant with Foxglove. Getting everything ready for the night. Uh, I have a question for you. Does, does Foxglove come in like all pissed off? Oh yeah, yeah. She storms in. So when Jeffy like picks up that energy as she's walking in, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh don't worry, there, uh, Miss Foxglove. I didn't touch any of the food. I just put everything out near the putting boards, and I, I sharpened up the knives for you. The tables are all good. Uh, we don't have any customers yet. But I, I didn't do anything. I swear." Um, as you're talking, she doesn't even look at you. Uh, she just like storms right past. And as you like continue to talk, as she walks into the kitchen, a kitchen knife flies past your head and embeds itself in the bar next to you. Je- yeah, Jeffy just like doesn't have time to react and like sees like ah, uh, all right, Miss Miss Foxglove, I'll leave you alone then. Uh, sorry. And then he just gets back to like you know. He probably is uh, already doing the the pictures for the um, oh gosh, what are they called? The motorcycle gang. Um, oh, the Hellraisers. Hellraisers. Yeah, thank you. He's got that ready for him. Uh, since he was here early, he'll probably actually go set up their table and put a little reserved thingy on it uh, so that nobody gets beat up today like they did last night. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, gotta watch out for that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's just kind of, like, getting ready for his stuff, and he's, if nobody's here, he starts pacing, because, you know, Jeffy wants to be a good boy, and he's trying to climb the tower, and he just doesn't exactly know what this, how this new wrinkle fits in, and as he's kind of pacing, I don't think he does it consciously, but I'd like to use uh, premonition to see what's going to become of this human child situation, or at least, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. pacing, he's preoccupied by it and he falls into a trance. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to use Yeah, as, as you pass, as you pace. Uh, so make a rouse check for me. All good. Still All 100. Good. And as you pace, you hear in your mind and you realize that it's not happening in the room that you're in. It's emanating from nowhere. It's emanating from within yourself. You hear laughter. Like many voices, like an audience laughing. And that's all that you get as you pace the room. So I think that probably unsettles him a little bit because, again, he didn't do it consciously. He doesn't know why that's happening. He just, oh, man, I got such a bad. We're gonna be in so much trouble. Like that's basically what he what he lands on. As you pace the room in your trance, you hear a voice whisper to you from the shadows. Being a good boy tonight, Jeffy. 
and stepping out of the shadow, kind of brushing the shadows away from himself, is a somewhat familiar to you, Nosferatu. Uh, this is Deacon. He is the sheriff of Phoenix. So Jeffy kind of starts, and he's like, "Ha! Huh! Oh, oh, hey, whoo, hey there, Mister Deacon boy. You really got a knack for that, don't you?" I'll say, Jeffy. So, uh, how's everything going here? Nice and secure, right? Jeffy kind of gestures around. Well, you know, not much clientele today, but uh, we're holding down the fort there, Mister Deacon. You know, making, keeping up appearances. That's good. That's good, Jeffy. Uh, so we got some business here tonight. Oh, uh, all right. You need any uh, kind of special accommodations? Uh, yes, yes, certainly. Uh, and I've got a meeting with El, though she doesn't know it yet. Sorry to be popping in on her like this. Uh, but we're going to need a room for the evening. Uh, very specifically, the prince is coming by. Uh, no questions, as always. Oh, uh, oh boy, all right, okay, uh, mortal control protocols, uh, uh, okay, 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 all right, well, yeah, yeah, um, don't, don't make any waves, we're expecting a very quiet meeting this evening, we just need a secure room, a second floor, I'm thinking, uh, what was that one we used last time, uh, 136B, yeah, you got it, oh, you got yeah, such yeah. good memory there, Mr. Deacon, <laughs> that's why, that's why they make you sheriff, I guess. Yeah, so if you could be a good boy, Jeffy, go go prep that room for us, please. Yeah, all right, you got it, you got it, sir. Uh, should I? Uh, well, you know, uh, should I tell Miss Eloise, or should I, should I just go? You know, get get things ready. You know, I don't, I don't want to catch her off guard. It seems rude, uh, even though I am the sheriff, and uh, you know, it is within my rights. <laughs> just like I said, sir. Uh, if you want to give her a little advance warning that I'm making my way down the hallway, I bet I'll be with her momentarily. Are you, um, are you thirsty, sir? I think I got some bags in the back. No, no, thank you. I ate before I came. All right, well, uh, just give me, you give me just one second, I'll get that room all set up for you. And Jeffy, Jeffy, like, he's, like, looking over his shoulder as he goes to the door and, like, nodding and thumbs upping. And just, like, the minute he gets out of the door and around the corner, he's sprinting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you sprint down the hallway? Uh, um, as you're you're taking your place back at your desk after your kind of tense conversation with uh with Melinda, you hear Jeffy sprinting in uh into the lobby. Yeah, the door like bursts open with like a ding 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 ding. ding. Like, uh, Miss Eloise. Um, good evening. So, um, uh, uh, Mr. Deacon's here. Um, sorry, who's Mr. Deacon? He's the so here. you would know Eloise that um, he is the sheriff of Phoenix, so he's fairly high-ranking within the Camarilla uh, organization here, and he is also a Nosferatu. He is a member of your clan, though he's a good bit older than you are. Um, you would actually know about him. He was a, um, a Union soldier in the Civil War. Uh, he was turned sometime around the end of the war. Uh, he was embraced and turned into a Nosferatu. Uh, he has made his way out west, and he is the sheriff of this domain. Okay. Um, Mr. Deacon, so good to see you. She, like, straight, straightens herself up. And you see Jeffy... Jeffy... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Morning, and you see that Jeffy is scared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
so she's going to be oh yes thank you jeffy thank you thank you um and she's going to oh as she's like thank you thank you thank you. Ah, the, um the uh, prince is coming by for a meeting uh, i'm gonna go i have to go set up the room the room for mr deacon the room yes right 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 go go on go on did I get the sense because we always? Oh make yeah, new, it's the room, right? It's the it's, room that uh, he he yeah. very specifically wants the room, right? That you guys are, are have Molly housed in. So as as uh, as Eloise is kind of like taking it, sort of blasé. Uh, Jeffy goes, all right, uh, "Sorry, Miss Eloise. I know I'm not supposed to know, but it's the room. It's the one with the." Mm. Oh dear. <laughs> And then she's going to think for a beat and then say, Jeffy, run to the room and go uh, hide the child. Yeah, he gives a little like two finger salute and he's like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, and then he just goes. <laughs> and as soon as he like sputters out, the door opens again and Deacon strides into the lobby. He's wearing a fairly nice suit, but the uh, the coat that he wears over it is still almost reminiscent of like a Union soldier coat. Uh, it's not actually like a relic of that time, but it, it's definitely got that same kind of cut and silhouette to it. Okay. Ah, Eloise, always so nice to see you. How are you, cousin? Mr. Deacon, oh, wonderful, wonderful. How are you? I'm well. I'm well this evening. We we have uh, a little bit of business to discuss, I believe. Of course, of course. And how was your trip? Ah, uh, good. You know, so the roads are easy this time of night from downtown. Oh my gosh, so wonderful, so, so wonderful to hear, so wonderful to hear. And so the the prince is coming. Yes. Ah, I see. Jeffy made his way through here. Oh, he did. Quite a good boy. Quite a good yes, boy. Yes, yes. We will be requiring more facilities for the evening, as per our agreement. Yes, yes. You know, you are always welcome here. <laughs> of course. Just give us. Try to give us a little bit more notice in the future, so we can make sure that the, the sheets are pressed and everything is up in tip-top shape. We we take a lot of pride in in keeping. Keeping the accommodations up to snuff, you know. Oh, Eloise, always so fastidious. That's me. We give as much notice as we can in these nights, you know. We can't exactly ring you up on the phone and say the prince is coming. We have to keep things a little more hush-hush. Yes, yes, I understand, I understand. All the more reason to keep pushing my cleaning staff to do their jobs well. <laughs> always having problems with the staff hey Eloise yes yes uh, it's important to keep a, a tight grip on them you know it's just that no one can ever seem to live up to your standard that is true that is true I just don't understand it is it asking well, too much Mr. Deacon am I asking too much you're never asking too much Miss Eloise oh thank you thank you Right well, this yes, yes, please, please. I, I'd like to see the room, do my security detail uh, before the prince gets here, and then hopefully things will be very quick and quiet and we'll be out of your hair. Of course, of course. Let me just grab the key, and Eloise is going to go over to the desk and, like, 
kind of fiddle around and look in the drawers and just be like, what was I just saying about these cleaning staff? They're always taking the keys and not logging them, even though the key is there. Mm -hmm. So that's a good question. Does Jeffy have a key or is Jeffy just going to go knock on the door and hope the kid lets him in? Does Jeffy have a key? Jeffy knows the the logging and tracking system. <laughs> yeah. <of keys. laughs> so no. So no. Jeffy just went peeling out into the courtyard, up to the yep. rooms. I do. I do have a little thing that I want to do when it's my turn. But if it's not my turn, then I'll leave it back with. Uh, All right. Eloise. So so Eloise is fumbling around, looking, pretending to look for the key to kind of stall Deacon for time to give Jeffy some time to to do what he's going to do. Is that is that right? Yeah, and she's going to kind of look at him and be like, what was I just telling you? These cleaning staff, they're taking keys, they're not logging them down. Ah, uh, the log system, the log system. Uh, you have to keep tight security, but when people don't follow the protocols, it creates problems. Um, oh, Eloise, if we can have three of you. <laughs> all right, all right, you're making me blush. <laughs> and she like yeah she like you're making me blanch <laughs> you're making me blanch you're making me lump <laughs> so as, as you said you just track Deacon uh, Jeffy, Jeffy you run out into the courtyard run up the stairs down the walkway on the way I grab a housekeeper trolley Preferably okay. one with some laundry in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's some press sheets, towels. Do I have? No, I don't. But also, I'm not ugly, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and pump pump on Auspex, uh, since okay. the unseen. While I'm doing this, just because I know there's an Osferatu in the building, and where there's one, there may be more. Um, so I'd like to sort of keep my eyes out just in case. Okay, yeah. You don't sense anything as you head uh, to the room with your um, trolley. Then I'll uh, knock, knock, knock. No answer. But you can hear the TV inside. Uh, housekeeping, um, I'm here to, uh, you know, uh, turn down the bed. No answer. Um, uh, Miss Melinda sent me. Roll your charisma plus your persuasion or manipulation. Charisma or manipulation. Manipulation's higher, so I'm going to take the five dice instead of the four dice. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. It's either four and five or five and six. Let's double check before I actually commit. Manipulation three and persuasion two. Beautiful. So five dice, one hungries. Five dice, peeps. Nope. So there's a hunger die in there. Actually, I'm only at one hunger. I'm going to rouse the blood on this because I, I need to succeed. Confirm, peeps. Still not hungry. Hungry. All right. Still not hungry. Plus two dice. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to spend the willpower. Oh, not that one. Jesus Christ, two successes. Two successes. 
Unfortunately, that is not going to be enough to convince Molly to open the door. So you hear her voice on the other side. No, Miss Melinda said, stay here. Go away. Uh, here's the thing, though. I don't have anything that can get me into this room. Uh, you don't have any larceny? Oh, that's true. I do have larceny. I have one dot of larceny, but it's better than zero. You can try. And, like, I mean, I'm, like, fearing for my own life right now. So <laughs> The sheriff is here. Eloise can only stall him for so long. He wants this room. All right, so let's try to pick the lock first of all. All right, so wits plus larceny. That's what? Three. Again, I'll rouse the blood. This time I get hungrier. Back to two. All right. Um. <laughs> but remember, for this roll, you're still just a one hunger. That doesn't go into effect until right. the next. Right. I do have a play after this, but I don't know if uh, I want to commit to it. Ooh, four successes. Four successes. Click. The door uh, unlocks. Um, and and he kind of like comes in with the trolley, closes the door, and he's just going to like put up his hands. Cause, you know, Immediately like, she's like backing away, cowering into the corner. Who are you? And no, she no, starts. I know. I'm, I'm so sorry that I have to do it this way, but um, well. She starts screaming. And I will immediately move and cover her mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I activate Silence of Death and I'm near her, does that muffle no. her screams? Not at all. Okay. No. Then I'm going to try to cover her mouth if I can. So that's going to be a grapple. Um, you're going to roll your uh, strength and brawl. Not, not the person to send on this mission. Let me just put it that way. Uh, that's both hunger dice. Ooh. And while this is happening, I need both. Um, let's have. <laughs> uh, okay, let's hold on to that for a minute. And let's have the other two, um, Melinda and Eloise, roll your wits and awareness. <laughs> no. Come on, come on, come on. Hold on. I do have a play after this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just because you guys get in trouble doesn't mean Jeffy's going to get in trouble. So you both got four. Um, so both of you are kind of in the lobby area. Um, Melinda, you're in your, your um, little private like, studio area. Um, Eloise, you're rooting around at the desk. And both of you hear very faintly, very faint, shrill screaming. That is, uh, how many successes did you get? You're no bestial, just completely unsuccessful. <laughs> okay, so you hear the screaming, uh, and it continues, because uh, what has happened in the room is as you went in to grab her, she like slipped through your legs and to the door, and she is out the door um, before you can turn around, before you kind of realize what happened. Um, so Jeffy, she is 
totally evaded you, um, is in fear of her life because you lunged at her, so she thinks you're one of the, the bad people coming to, like, kill her. Um, and she is, like, running down the, the uh, walkway. Uh, just for, like, the description of, like, what the camera would see, it's, like, Jeffy's kind of, like, lunging at her, like, shh, no, 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 God, no, 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 shh. Like, he's not trying to be aggressive, but this girl is traumatized, and she just screams and bolts. <laughs> what time of year is it? Uh, summer. Let's say it's summertime. Okay. So, Eloise. Oh. Before before we go to the next thing, I'm, Jeffy's gonna do his play because I think it's gonna play into what both of you guys do. Okay. Yeah. As soon as she slips between his legs and he's unsuccessful, he goes. Ah! <laughs> So you hear like girl screaming and then Jeffy screaming. <laughs> I will start moving out of my studio to see if I can see Eloise. Um, Eloise is gonna beckon her closer um, and just kind of look at Deacon and just kind of shrug and be like, you know how it is, summer vacation, and these parents these days with their empathetic, gentle parenting. There's no discipline on these children. It's been happening all week on their summer vacations. Melinda, darling, will you go and remind the guests of our uh, policy on making loud noises, please? We don't want to disturb our most important visitors. And she winks at Deacon. All right. So, Eloise, I need you to see. Let's see how this goes. I need you to roll for me your wits plus your subterfuge to deceive Deacon. <laughs> subterfuge is nothing. Would you like to? <laughs> I you can like rouse to... that plus two dice. I would like to do that. Oh, two. Two successes. <laughs> All right. So two successes is not going to be enough to be successful. So as you are, are spinning this yarn about summer vacations and noisy, undisciplined children, and as you're about to instruct Melinda to go uh, remind them to keep it down, Molly comes running into the lobby and she runs right up up you, Eloise, and hugs fiercely onto your leg. And I say, um, I see that. None of that laugh negative. And, um, oh my god, I'm trying to see if I could save Eloise, but I have no idea. Um, wow, uh, <clears throat> These guests every night get more and more comfortable with us. I'm not trying and she's to like, like and, and Molly's just like screaming, the man he came into my room, he said he said Melinda sent him. He he attacked me, he tried to grab me. What is the facial expression on Deacon right now? He's he's looking at you, Eloise, and his eyes are darting between you and the child, kind of gripping onto your ankle. Uh, but he just kind of has a quirked eyebrow and almost like a, a, a bemused expression. Like, what is this now? Can, if I try to grab the kid, 
would I be able to grab, like, to, like, get her so I can carry her? Yeah, yeah, I'm um, certainly. She she most likely wouldn't fight you, Melinda. Yeah, you know Eloise that. She knows you. To, to reach down and, like, pretend to pat her, but, like, pinch her really hard on the back of the arm to make her let go. <laughs> yeah, she lets go. And she'll immediately and then, kind of scramble over to you, Melinda, yeah. And I'll carry her. Let's let's try to find your parents right now. Um, do you remember where they are? And as I'm like holding her head, I'm like holding it in a way that I'm covering her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it it looks like I'm just like cat, like just putting a hand on her like side of her face. Mm-hmm. And I am going to move towards the restaurant away from Eloise. Ah, very good, very good. Maybe it's a foxglove, perhaps. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so um, you successfully carry uh, Molly. She doesn't fight you uh, as you carry her to the restaurant. And once you get there and you presumably uncover her mouth, she starts essentially describing Jeffy barging in on her uh, after she told him to go away and then attacking her. <laughs> Molly, I apologize for the behavior of my friend, but he's Jeffy. He was trying to protect you. Um, you remember that man next to Eloise just seconds ago where you just screamed and hold on to Eloise? Yes, yes. That's the man we don't want you to know. We don't want to, them to know that you exist. Oh. Is it going to be okay? It will be okay. But for now, we really, really need to keep you quiet. No more running around, yelling, holding on to Eloise, saying my name. Nothing. Okay, I I understand. Foxglove? Where are you, Foxglove? <laughs> she comes out of the kitchen. Is, is everything okay, Melinda? <laughs> <laughs> we we good here? Is, is the kid hungry? Yes. I think she needs... What is it? A, a sundae? Do you like oh, ice cream, well, Molly? Um, I was making sloppy joes. I was thinking maybe she could have a sloppy joe. Honestly, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Um, keep her quiet. Keep her with you. Don't let Jeffy near this girl. I need to talk to him first. Did something happen? I'll explain later. We were very close. Very close at someone finding this child. With that, let's flash back over to Jeffy. So Jeffy, <laughs> you have been uh you've been evaded. She ran. She was screaming yep. for a moment, but the screaming stopped. 
that doesn't change the the sheriff told me to prepare this room for a meeting for the prince because the prince trumps all as far as Jeffy's concerned. So after he finishes, like the girl screams and runs away, he goes, ah, like trying to feign a uh, surprise. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on. If all yeah. the Barbies and shit are around, he throws them into the housekeeping uh, cart. And whatever way that Deacon and the Prince prefer to have this room set up when they have their clandestine meetings, Jeffy stays the course the whole while, just shaking his head and muttering to himself, man, we're going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> all right, so you clean up the room yep. satisfactorily, make everything nice and tidy for the Prince. Are there any like special details that the prince likes? Because Jeffy would go out of his way to try to make sure that he does those things. Generally, you would know that though the prince doesn't come here often. She doesn't like to see the same art on the wall twice, though she does like to use the same group. All right. Then, yeah, that's like, I guess whenever people come to the room, they'll find Jeffy like switching out all the art. Mm hmm. So that leaves us with Eloise and Deacon. So Melinda carries Molly off towards the restaurant. And Deacon's just kind of still staring at you with a raised eyebrow and a little bit of a, a smile. Eloise is like reaching for the hand sanitizer and like sanitizing her hands. And never knew you were good with kids, Eloise. <laughs> Oh, back in in the old days, I had a, a few little rugrats myself. You know, yeah, they, they were much better. Hated you. <laughs> well, well, they may have hated me, but they were much better behaved than that one. Did it touch you? And she reaches out and, and <laughs> like offers the hand sanitizer. No, no, she didn't get near me. Uh, uh, so what's what's the story there? I don't know. Like I said, there's. Uh, just too many children in the summertime and they're always getting separated from their parents and every other day poor Melinda is having to relocate the parents and connect them uh, back together. You know how it is. And these days these parents are having so many children they can't keep track of them all. This is just fine. This one's here. Us. What? You have your hands quite full. I, I see. What have you you you've held this domain for a year now? I think is that right? Thirteen months, Deacon. Thirteen months. Thirteen wonderful months. Yes, the more the most orderly thirteen months that this uh, domain has ever seen. So you've got a. Uh... Brought out the best in Jeffy, and he'll kind of gesture to the employee of the month wall. Yes, the the boy's heart is in the right place. He has much to learn, much to learn. You've even taken in one of the thin bloods, and he gestures to the the one lone picture of Foxglove. <laughs> even more to learn with that one. Oh, I've got my hands full with her. Ah, if you're not too careful, they'll be calling you Saint Eloise. Wouldn't be the first, you know. <laughs> that really brings me to my next point. You know, Nosferatu, Nosferatu. 
between clanmates, where do you see yourself going from here, Alex? Yeah. Um, Eloise, uh, considers that for a second and then she kind of says, you know, a ladder only goes two ways and I think I want to keep moving upwards. Well said. Well said. Keep up the good work here. It's appreciated more than you know. You're too kind, Deacon. I like to see one of my cousins thrive. Call it a weakness. <laughs> well, while you're here, is there anything else I can offer you? Would you like a muffin? Ah, no, no, no. I never talk. Let's let's see about that room. Right, right, right. Oh, here's the key right here. <laughs> <laughs> And she grabs the key and shuffles, shuffles the, the rest of the way to the room. All right. You find Jeffy hanging fresh artwork on the walls. Oh, uh, Miss Eloise, you forgot to give me the key, so I had to go ahead and, uh, you know, jimmy the lock like I do. Um, hope you don't mind. I don't think I broke anything. <laughs> She's going to give him a look and be like, don't be fooled, it's a very secure room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deacon De definitely like <laughs> takes a look at that, like looks back and forth between the two of you. <laughs> She's like, that'll be all, Jeffy, that'll be all. Go on, go on. Oh, uh, but, well, okay, and he like hands the last painting to you that like there's a very clear bare spot on the wall. So you're just like, all right, Miss Eloise. And he gives you the painting. And he and he's like, uh, Mr. Deacon, always, always great to see you. Uh, uh, drop out the bar if you need anything. I'll be, you know, I'm always at your service. Yeah, yeah, you be a good boy, Jeffy. And he'll clap you on the back as you leave. And that puts like a big smile on Jeffy's face and like, again, I feel like he maybe was starting to get hunched again as things were kind of hectic. But when he gets that clap on the back, he's like, okay, everything's good. <laughs> and Eloise, Eloise is going to go and hang, hang the painting and start straightening up all the things that Jeffy missed. And kind of say, like, see, what, what did I tell you? The boy has potential, but he's, he's got a lot to learn. Well, you... Seem to find the potential in everybody, Eloise. I trust he's going to flourish and continue to shine under your tutelage. I really think he will. Just keep a stern hand on him, alright? You don't have to tell me twice. And she'll, like, smack her hand, like, pew. All right, well, uh, I better go see to the prince's arrival. Uh, I think the room's all set. Looks wonderful, magnificent, as always. 
Yes, yes. Uh, that phone connects directly to the front desk, you know, so don't hesitate to give me a ring if you need anything. Uh, I think we're all set here, then. Thank you, Eloise, for your gracious generosity. Oh, you know, Deacon. She'll grab his cheek and, like, pinch his cheek. The pleasure is all mine. And uh, and he is very much your, your traditional kind of bat-like Nosferatu. He has kind of like a sunken, almost like skull-like nose with long, like, pointed ears and mottled kind of gray skin, wrinkly. So you, you pinch his cheek uh, and leave him in the room. And Eloise is going to shuffle back and be, like, muttering under her breath. This fucking child. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't say, no, she doesn't say the F word. This gosh darn child. (laughs) All right. And where does Eloise head? Do you you go to check in on the child to make sure your instructions are being followed this time? Um... Yes, she she's gonna. Um, is the is the prince there yet, or is he's on his not way? yet? No, she is she is not there yet. Um, she is presumably she's on her way. Okay. Yes, Colette Renoir. She is a clan Toreador. Okay, Eloise is gonna um, um, just shuffle right into the kitchen. Because she saw uh, Melinda take the child into the kitchen. So she's going to shuffle in there. And everyone's still there, right? Yeah, you see um, Foxglove is still prepping the, the sloppy joes. They're going to be the, the main course special for dinner tonight. Um, Molly is sitting on one of the prep tables, kind of like kicking her feet, uh, eating one of the sloppy joes. And uh, I presumably Melinda is still there as well. I don't think Melinda left yet. No, I'm I'm still there. I, I probably was like by the door, keeping an eye out for um, Jeffy. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so, so you would see, you would actually see Eloise uh, storming. Are you storming, shuffling? She's fully storm shuffling. Storm shuffling. <laughs> and she God. walks in and says, "Team meeting in the walk-in right now." Bring the child. <laughs> and doesn't even pause, just keeps walking to the to the walk-in. Um before we go, like yes, I'm gonna start heading over there, but um I will turn to Molly. Um and I'll be like Don't be don't be scared. Um Eloise is a bit mad. Um, just stay quiet and let me do all the talking, okay? Okay. Okay, let's, let's go. We don't want to keep her waiting. Alright, so Foxglove and Molly will follow Melinda, um, who is following Eloise into the walk-in. Do I see, um, Jeffy? Yeah, where is where did where did Jeffy go after he was dismissed? I mean, he's got a job to do. <clears throat> He'd be heading to the bar, hoping that like no patrons showed up, 
because he's going to have to like. So, so, so you essentially would have would have been there for this. At least you would have seen Eloise store into the kitchen, which is behind the bar. I kind of feel like I'd get there behind Eloise. Hmm. Right. So you would just leave. Eloise would probably look at the bar and like snap and look at you and be like, "Get over here." <laughs> Summon so Jeffy. You, yeah. At Jeffy, and then so that when I say team meeting in the in the walk-in right now, um, you would hear that. Okay, so you get a moment where Jeffy's like, "Oh," and he points at himself. He's like, "Oh, oh, oh." Okay, team meeting, right, 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 and he follows in. Uh, he's gonna go lock the door to the bar first if there's no patrons in. Yeah, there's no patrons. Then he locks the door to the bar. Okay, so, so whenever... the door to the walk-in closes, <laughs> and yeah. the little light flickers on. It's very cold in here, though, and dead flesh doesn't really feel. The... Molly okay. is shivering, though. <laughs> Eloise is unmoved. Uh... <laughs> I'll pull her towards me. Um... You don't. You don't have any body heat. <laughs> And blush of life. You could blush of life to, to mimic somebody. I was thinking because I probably have like a long tunic and it's better than shorts okay, yeah. and whatever. It's, it's so better like, than nothing, yeah, but you don't generate <laughs> heat. I, like, I know I'm not generating heat, but at least I have a little bit, like, I don't know, more clothes than this girl yeah. with shorts and a t shirt. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I need you all to understand how close we are to having our tushes handed to us. You need to keep this child hidden. And I don't mean sitting on a bar stool eating a sloppy joe. I mean in a box, in a cabinet, in a vent, in a refrigerator, in a freezer. I don't care. Hide her and hide her well and keep your mouths shut again. I do not want to hear a peep. The prince is on his way. They're having a meeting. We need to keep this under control and quiet. Jeffy, what is it? As Jeffy's had his hand raised this whole time. Um, uh, Miss Eloise, I, I don't really know what's going on. Well... Can I intervene, Eloise? I'm sorry. I do agree with you, and we need to keep her quiet and hidden. But if it wasn't because Jeffy scared her, this would not have happened. If hey I now, would have hey been, now, that's not fair. I just did what I was told. Prince is coming out. Get the room ready. She wouldn't let me in. If you would have asked me, I would have gone to child, and I would have removed her from the room. Instead, you attack her? You jump at her? Of course she's going to scream. Enough with the bickering. Enough. We'll sort it out later. Right now, we have to focus on keeping quiet. Do your jobs. Keep the child hidden. And she'll look at Molly and crouch down. And just look her in the eye and say... Now, my dear child, do you wish to die tonight? <laughs> Her eyes oh. will go huge, and she, like, clutches your leg, Melinda. Eloise, come on. Just, 
then I suggest you keep your mouth shut. Not a peep. And Eloise timidly nods. She'll stand up. Meeting adjourned. And go and shuffle back to her front desk. Uh, Jeffy just looks at Melinda, Foxglove, and the kid. Shakes his head and he's like, we're going to be in so much trouble. And he follows. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Foxglove is going to, like, haul you back as you're going. <laughs> I mean, are we... Don't we still have to figure this out? Did Nellie just still leave us, like, meeting? Her meeting may be adjourned, but new meeting, new meeting. I'm calling a new meeting without Eloise. Can you? Okay. We need to get it. Okay, hold on. Can I just say one thing? And Miss Melinda, that was not very nice what you just did to me. You dropped some shit on me at Walmart and then blamed me for your fuck-ups. No, ma'am, I'm not going to stand for it. Thank you very much. But first of all... I didn't know this kid existed before tonight. Second yeah. of all, y'all fucked Excuse up not me. me. Third no, of all, no, no. I would no, like to just no. put out that nobody told me shit again. Melinda, wait, Melinda is going to scream, and I think you've never heard her scream. She's going to like <gasps> a scream. Like, you know, she's never screamed at anybody. So she's shut up, Jeffy. <laughs> and so he's like in the middle of his little rant. And he just like, then you, 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 yeah, it's not very nice. And you, <sighs> and then Melinda is going to like calm down. I'm not saying it's all of your fault. I know I made mistakes, but if you would have taken two seconds and gotten me, I would have talked to this child and I would have removed her from the room. But because you didn't, you put us in grave danger. So I was angry and I apologize. I should not be angry. I should not allow those feelings to take over me and I am sorry about that. But we do need to figure this out. And that takes all of us. Even if Eloise doesn't want to share with us how the heck this child is involved with us, we still need to take care of her. I mean... I'm going to just go ahead and ask the obvious question. Why? Why? Why are we hiding this shit from the sheriff? Why are we hiding it from the prince? I don't know fucking heads nor tails of what's going on right now. Little girl, why the fuck does everybody want to hide you? I think... No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to this little girl that... I, by the way, she's the one who screamed. I told her that I knew that you... And so she fucked it up. Don't blame me. But little girl, why are you here? Molly is clutching your leg, Melinda, and like kind of shying away behind you as, as Jeffy is addressing her. And she just looks up to you, Melinda. He's really scary, please. I don't want to talk to him. I think we need to find a Mr. Rook. Do I know He's... Rook? You do, Jeffy. You mean that courier dude? You know Mr. Rook? 
he's the guy that like he he carries uh he carry couriers messages between the uh domains of uh, arizona at least i don't know could be the whole western uh seaboard for all i know but yeah he's a courier he's the one who brought molly here and talked to eloise on official business well I asked Eloise about it, and her response was, I'm keeping information from you to protect you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, if this was official business, she wouldn't be hiding it from the sheriff. Yeah, well, f I sh f uh, can't really do much about that right now. <sighs> All right, I'm employee of the month. I'll, I'll have a talk with her. <laughs> I think that's for the best, Jeffy. I'll see what I can figure out. So, Little girl. Okay. I'm very we're, sorry okay. that I scared you. I'm, we're I'm obviously nice not going to put her in a box. Like, what are we going to do? Like, okay, okay, here's my... Here's my... My question. Eloise doesn't making noise. Do we have to keep Molly here for the evening? Could we maybe go see a movie? Did Eloise specifically order to keep her here and keep her quiet in Jeffy's? Because I, as Pat, know that we're meant to keep her at the hotel. But I don't know if Jeffy ever heard that directive. She did say, uh, Eloise did say to Melinda to keep her here and quiet. Like inside and quiet. Mm hmm. I'll leave it to Melinda to react to. <clears throat> um, I don't think taking her out of the hotel is the best idea. I think Eloise is too frazzled right now. If we were to take her out, I... I don't, I don't want to have to deal with her. Okay, okay, just, uh, just a suggestion. Well, I mean, we could put her in another room, but we gotta wait until after the prince and the sheriff are in there meeting, otherwise... I don't, I don't want this little scoundrel getting out when the prince is here. You know how she is about her particulars. Where do we keep her then? She cannot go into my studio. I'm supposed to meet with someone soon. Well, I mean... You have a meeting tonight? Yeah, well, yeah, you got a meeting? Like... If it's a client, you can just cancel, right? I don't know if this client is someone I could cancel on. Thought we were on code red here. Yeah, no, how could you, you need 40 bucks so bad? Okay, where are we keeping Molly? And Melinda is clearly ignoring all of the questions. Mm -hmm. So I feel like uh, Jeffy and Foxglove kind of just like share a look and a shake of the head. And while they're looking at each other, Jeffy's like, 
I mean, Foxglove, can you put your like your your plastic fingers away? Uh, I mean, it'll take me some time, but I can I can make it kid friendly. I mean, you still got them Nintendos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the Switch. Uh, a bunch of games. We were playing in Molly's room last night, but I guess friends. Oh, the room. yeah, right. Uh, all that. Oh, yeah, that's what that was. Oh, I, I, I might have broke it. You should double check. I'll buy you a new one if I did. Oh, fuck, well, Jeffy. I'm just, I was in a rush. To- Jeffy. Uh, all I'm going to say is go check in the uh, the trolley cart on the same floor up by the stairs. Uh, all of her stuff, it's in there. No, it was yours. It was in the. the, the it was in the. Yeah, man. Jeffy, go, go get it. Go get All it. All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll, I'll meet you over there. Cheese. Sometimes it feels like more than one child is in this room. So Jeffy leaves, leaving the walk-in, uh, still with Melinda, Foxglove, and Molly. <laughs> So where are we keeping the child? Are we like taking her again to the restaurant for until like? My, no, my room, I guess. Okay. Oh. So, um, I gotta clean up. I gotta put some stuff away. But hey, Melinda, I just sorry about earlier. I I should have realized this was like something important. Like she's a kid. I just wanted her to have like a fun day. <laughs> You guys were all, uh, and she does like a dead face. <laughs> so it was just kind of me and her. Um. So, but like, sorry, I, I didn't mean to get you in trouble. Um, Melinda is going to hug Foxglove. It's okay, my darling. Um, things happen. We learn from our mistakes. Now, go along, clean your room, and let us know when we can take Molly. I appreciate your apology. She will leave the walk-in, leaving just you and Molly. It's cold in here. Molly's shivering. <laughs> I I kind of want to take her. Out. Uh, can I blush of life, and then you can you can blush of life and and yeah. generate. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I don't get hungrier. Right, so you don't get hungrier, but you. Flush with life, you your skin becomes uh, rosy and lifelike. Your lungs begin to breathe. Your breath, you can see the frost in the air, and you are a little bit warmer. So I'm going to hug uh, Molly. I'm gonna like, yeah, carry her and like give her a hug. Yeah, yeah. And she can feel your heartbeat. Your cold, dead heart mimicking life. So, Molly. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Uh, uh, As I'm carrying her, I was going to. Molly, um, what was the name of your father? Um, His name was Stephen. Stephen, what? Hartley. Stephen Hartley. Huh. So that makes you Molly Hartley. 
beautiful yeah. name. She blushes and smiles. Thank you. I know Jeffy can be a little scary, but he is, after all, a sweetheart. Okay, I'll try to be friends. You know, we're kind of like the same, and you're not scared of me, are you? No, I'm not scared of you. Always remember that. It might come in handy in the future. She nods. Um, so quite a night tonight, huh? Yeah. What about your mom? Did your mom know this Mr. Rook? Uh, I didn't really know my mom. Huh. Well, still very much confused as to how you ended up here. But I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I hope so. I just want to go home. Molly, can I be completely honest with you? She nods. I don't think going home is an option anymore. She just hugs you, grips you tighter around your neck, and that feels like a good place to end the episode.